From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, October 21st. I'm Sarah Reif. The burn scar from the Hopkins fire could cause a lot of environmental damage if it's not mitigated before a serious storm. Those straw wattles are scheduled to be installed along the waterway today and tomorrow. And the county's juvenile hall is preparing to house serious youth offenders who've previously been incarcerated at state facilities. Travis Kilmer with the county's Prevention, Recovery, Resilience, and Mitigation team raised the alarm about the burn scar before the Board of Supervisors during public comment on Tuesday. As I'm sure you all know, we're expecting relatively heavy rains in the immediate forecast. Although this is excellent news for our county as a whole and should help lessen the impacts of the ongoing drought and hopefully diminish or end the threat of wildfire for the year, It is very bad news for the Hopkins fire burn scar. Of particularly pressing concern are the 10 residential properties located on Eastside Calpella Road, near where the fire began. These properties, directly abutting the Russian River, present a public health and safety threat that cannot be ignored. As of now, we are still awaiting a decision from the State Proclamation Office regarding a disaster declaration and accompanying state assistance for the Hopkins fire recovery efforts. Currently, no work has been done on any of these properties to mitigate hazardous materials, contaminants, or debris flows. We have been working with Cal OES and DWR to try and find a solution that will safeguard the Russian River watershed and the hundreds of thousands of domestic water users who rely on water drawn from the river in Mendocino, Sonoma, and Marin counties. Over the weekend, we worked with Cal OES and DWR to try and find a solution for this. As part of that process, we requested a Cal OES mission task for materials and a crew to install straw wattles for this area of most immediate concern given the coming rains. We also held an emergency meeting with Cal OES and DWR yesterday. Although the threat is clear and there was consensus regarding the immediacy of the concerns, no solution was forthcoming. The county has already contracted with engineering firm LACO to assess the damage. In an interview yesterday, Supervisor Glenn McCordy said that crews from LACO and the California Conservation Corps will be working on installing 1,200 feet of straw wattles on the embankments of the Russian River today and tomorrow, in preparation for storms this weekend. He reported that LACO is asking for $12,000, which cannot be reimbursed by the state, even if the state does eventually issue an emergency declaration, which would merit assistance from FEMA or Cal OES. The wattles will not be installed on private land until the state or federal government decides to step in. McGordy hopes that landowners can find some recourse with their insurance companies. And Chief Probation Officer Eisen Locatelli told the board that a new realignment is transferring a cohort of serious juvenile offenders from state to local jurisdictions. The Department of Juvenile Justice, which previously took charge of minors found guilty of serious crimes, is closing its doors. As of July, it no longer accepts young offenders, and its facilities will shut down entirely in the summer of 2023. It's not an entirely unfunded mandate. All small counties, including Mendocino, got close to $170,000 from a state grant program. Locatelli projects that Mendocino will be allocated $250,000 this fiscal year and about two and a half times as much by fiscal year 23-24. He told the board that in order to be eligible for the funding, the county will have to submit its plan to the state by January of next year. There will be some budgetary considerations. The DJJ cost per youth was $24,000 when the state ran the program. So far, there's a consortium being built of regionalization for the the counties, um, as every county isn't able to replicate what DJJ had. And those who do not have juvenile halls anymore have to figure out where to send their kids. Um, 
the cost I'm hearing right now is roughly 110,000 per youth. So a pretty drastic increase from 24 to 110,000. Um, and those are baseline housing costs. Those don't include any additional um, advanced needs as to medications or um, mental health counseling. The new laws that brought about these changes also mandate trauma-informed and culturally appropriate interventions for young people who've been charged with a crime. There are individual education plans for incarcerated students with developmental or learning disabilities. The county's juvenile hall has an unused wing which could be used to house more serious offenders. Locatelli assured the board that the older, more violent population would not be mixed with the younger inmates, who've been incarcerated for less serious offenses. He tried to convey the enormity of the changes. If you can imagine, on the adult side, it's like closing San Quentin and having to use the local jail uh, for all the prison uh, inmates. Uh, That has a hard closure date of uh, June 30th, 2023, um, but we're already hearing that the state is having a difficult time with staffing. They've discussed the closure of it, so lots of staff are leaving. Uh, There's also some programming challenges that are happening on DJJ, so we're taking into consideration that the two youth that are currently there from Mendocino County most likely won't make it to June 30th, 2023, and we'll have to bring them back uh, sooner. In his view, the changes have led to a modernized approach with best practices, useful programs, and a garden at Juvenile Hall. You know, in the last 10 to 14 years, there's been some pretty drastic changes in California in the criminal justice arena, especially in juvenile justice, on how people are, or how youth are are treated, um, what crimes they're detained on. Uh, Even in our county alone, you know, I only implemented the detention risk assessment two years ago. Otherwise, it was a gut instinct on who should be kept and who should be released. So I've said this before, and I'll continue to say it. There are best practices happening, both in the state of California uh, and nationally. um, And we're trying to bring those to Mendocino County. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.